Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Tactical Leader. Today, we are going to have a solo cast with yours truly, really unpacking uh, a lot of what Dirk and I spoke about this past Monday. Before I dive into that, I just want to remind everybody over at the Be a Tactical Leader community, um, I'm really trying to cultivate some amazing individuals and an amazing group of uh, leaders, thought leaders, people on that journey that I've been on with self-mastery, business mastery, different aspects of learning and trying to just all around get better and be better. So I really encourage if uh, you haven't checked it out yet, head over to beatacticalleader.com, register to join our community. It's free registration. All you got to do is sign up hop right in and really just join us overall attached to being part of really a leadership movement. I hope to see you all over there. And really my insights for Dirk, um, he really had a very analytical approach to hiring people, building teams, structuring teams. And what I really liked is the difference between a group of people working on the same thing and a team of people working on a project together where there's really a great dichotomy attached to what a team is within an environment where you could have 10, 15, 20 people that are all working on different things, working on similar things, doing things that are in the same realm, but not necessarily in a collaborative effort and a lot of what he focuses on is that collaborative piece where it's it's really all about how do you help people how do you facilitate people doing things together doing more together and really highlighting what that value is about efficiency and success and what i really liked about all of it was he he brought up Napoleon Hill and focusing on like the mastermind effect. And he mentioned building a mastermind within your own organization where your top leaders really are those mastermind people. And I think that is a really fascinating concept where I've been in several masterminds. I run a couple different masterminds, both um, here in Atlanta, but also virtually. And, and I think a lot of it the growth I've seen among people where you're able to do essentially the CEO, the CEO roundtable aspect of different things that highlight, you know, the value of the more eyes on a project, the better, the different perspectives, the different individuals on the project are even better than just having a one individual linear thought attached to things. So I absolutely love that that concept of doing that. And I mentioned Steve Jobs during that. And if you didn't listen to Monday's episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to how Dirk dissects this team building. Um, but Steve Jobs once upon a time said that he made it, made it a point to never be the smartest person in the room, but that he always hired the smartest person in the room. And I think that is just truly brilliant where if you can go about hiring somebody that is that smartest person in the room that is 
able to level you up and maybe they just don't have that piece to be a CEO or maybe they're not, you know, they're just not part of their own business. They haven't figured that piece out yet, but they're really wanting to drive somebody forward because they have that potential to just be an amazing piece of a, of a puzzle. I think that is truly, truly impactful, truly amazing could actually really shift organizations in a capacity that um, you wouldn't really expect because you don't ever think about a mastermind within but what you have to recognize here, and I've seen it time and again with larger organizations, you see the C-levels not trust the mid-management level. And that in between the people that they trust, and, and I can speak on this one with a, a large uh, banking organization that hired us once upon a time where they literally hired us to audit. This with my security firm. They hired us to audit different aspects of their security measures, even though the person they had running their team far outranked me in the military doing exactly that within the military retired after 20 something years of that and they hired him because of that amazingly impressive background yet decided they needed a check and a balance attached to it which I, I agree checks and balances are huge but literally what I ended up doing when I completed this audit of their systems, I literally handed them their own employees game plan of how to fix things. And they refused to listen to that. So it's kind of an interesting balance where if, if something is really broken, I understand needing that check and that balance. But if you're not trusting your, your person in the first place, then you really, and, and that's what that, that person in particular really voiced. He voiced not feeling trusted. He, he voiced not feeling empowered. And he really highlighted how much he wishes that the C-level just listened to him and, and let him be heard. And that was something that um, that organization was going through a very large transition. And it was really failing that. And it was kind of sad to see that happening because that person was in the right seat and had the right personality and had a lot of really awesome and amazing things going. And yet the, it, it just wasn't heard. He wasn't, well, wasn't listened to. So I think it's key to, to build and hire these people, but then to go a step further is you have to trust the people that you're putting there. And if you don't trust them, why'd you hire them in the first place? Or if you hired them with trust and they've, they've, invalidated that trust or they did something untrustworthy or they did something deceptive why are they still there now, at the end of the day this is this is the business world right this is tough decisions and decisions that a lot of us don't love making especially if you've ever been involved in the hiring and firing practices but if there's no trust there it's just like a relationship if there's no trust there do you keep the relationship alive do you adjust your expectations of the individual do you change how you interact to create or redevelop trust? Because once trust is lost, it is one of the most difficult things that you could ever rebuild, if not impossible. I think there's always just human nature is it's we might not begrudge somebody. We may be able to forgive somebody, but we just don't forget when somebody really, truly wrongs you. It is so darn near impossible to forget. And I think it really applies in, in the business world where trust is a key factor. So if you hired them because you trust they could do a good job, then trust and verify they are doing a good job. And if you don't or you can't, they don't need to be having that job anymore. And I think that's really, really super key. And um, really the big insights I took away from what Dirk brought to the show, because I know that's something I've 
struggled with in the past with hiring and firing and keeping somebody too long or not keeping somebody long enough if you're, as you're trying to develop them. But, you know, I can think of one person in particular that the trust just evaporated and I can't operate, you know, the, my businesses have my name on them, you know? So if, if I can't trust you to uphold the standards of my brand, the standards of my name, the standards of my legacy, then I can't work with you. I can't have you representing that standard. And that was a difficult lesson I had to learn. And it, it, it caused me some, some issues for sure. And it caused me some grief and it caused me a lot of heartache. Uh, but at the end of the day, business had to be business and decisions had to be made. So I really want to encourage everybody think through this process. And, and one big piece of what we're going to talk about this Friday and unpack with Dirk this Friday is creating the environment for a, a great conversation to really discover if your person's in the right place in the right seat and if they even are the right person. And I think that's a big piece of what we're going to unpack this Friday on Tactical Friday. So I really encourage you go back, listen to Monday's episode, come back this Friday and really take away a lot of the awesome insights Dirk is bringing to us in, in the wisdom and experience he has. And um, as always, if y'all want to connect or reach out, head over to beatacticalleader.com and we will definitely connect and you will catch me there. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does five to $10 million a year in revenue and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit nightprotectionllc.com.